Welcome to Wise Women Speak with Linda Pritcher and Lana Bastianuti, where we give voice to the wisdom in women. Hi, Lana. Hi, Linda. We're back. <laughs> we are back. We are back. We, we always we, say we're going to come know. back, and, and we, we do. do. And we do. Yes. I know. This is so much fun. It is. I hope our listeners will enjoy listening to us as much as we're enjoying this. Well, yeah. this is Wise Women Speak. So, yeah. so what are we going to talk about today? Hmm. Well, gulp, gulp. She says this was Lana's idea. Mm. Um, we're going to talk about women and aging. Mm. Yeah, and the thinking that we have about ourselves mm-hmm. as we do, which is, of course, you know, every moment we're alive. It's all happening. But there seem to be some junctures at, yeah. you know, that kind of pop up for us, those things that jump out. Um, and it's not necessarily that they jump out at us to think about at certain ages. They might just jump out at a place where we're, we suddenly realize we can't do something in the same way that we did. Mm-hmm. Or one day we look in the mirror and notice something's changed. Yeah. Or we have a child, right? Um, we change a job, mm-hmm. mm, go through a divorce. Yeah. Many of those kind of key moments, but they're not necessarily tied to a decade. We do have a lot of thinking about decades. That's know. true. A lot of women have yeah. a hard time with uh, revealing their age or, yeah. um, well, asking somebody else how old they are yeah. with, or turning that decade, you know, having that changeover. I'm in my fourth decade or fifth decade, whatever yeah. it happens to be. And it's so momentous or we build it up to be this huge thing. Or you know what I've noticed? <laughs> what I've noticed is, you know, when you have to do those surveys or um, online things and they tell yeah. you what age bracket you are your bracket. and your bracket keeps changing and it's like, what? Yeah. And for a long time, I was trying to figure out, am I a boomer or am I a new gen or gen X? And I'm a Gen Xer, as it turns out. But I, I was, I'm sort of like in the middle there somewhere. Yeah. But it's just it, when you when you move into a new bracket, it's like wow. Or I find when I'm listening to the news and they say something about a woman my age, I think, oh wow, middle aged. And then I think, what? <laughs> you know, that's me. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. when did that happen? Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah, try being my age. Okay. I'm a boomer. <laughs> well, we're right next door to <laughs> yes, each other. That's right. This is true. Yeah. I like being, when I fill out a survey, this is a funny thing since you brought up the survey piece. You know how when they put surveys in like five-year increments? Yes. It's really nice when you're at the top of one of them, right, instead of at the bottom Mm -hmm. of one because then they're five years ahead and you're kind of in that category. And that can be really disconcerting. But what is that about? Yeah, it's a really interesting thing. I mean, there is, for all of us, there's the thought, that, you know, aging ultimately will lead to the demise if you live right. a normal life, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, I think it's it's true that humans do have those thoughts, particularly as they get, they get older, that they're just that much closer to not being around. Yeah. And so I think that's true for everyone. But then what's going on within that kind of what seems to me a kind of natural human 
interest and concern about a lifespan is whether when you're within that lifespan, are you going to be critical of yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you going to judge, you know, how you look, how you, how, particularly I think for women, yeah. the look piece yeah. is physical very, appearance. physical yeah. appearance, yep. sadly, is. It's very much valued still in society. Yeah. It's yeah. measured. It's judged. It's measured it's, We are judged. comparing ourselves yeah. constantly. Yeah. You know, I'm curious. I remember my mom was, it was, is a beautiful woman. Um, and I remember as a kid uh, watching her age and not noticing things for a long time and then starting to notice things. And it was it was oh, yeah. jarring. It was like, wait, no, 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 you can't age. You have to stay the same. Um, on the other hand, you know, when my sister and my mom and I go out together for the longest time, whenever we would, you know, ask somebody questions, they would inevitably say, are you three sisters? Which was great oh, for my, my mom, of course, but yeah. not so great but for three. us because <laughs> we were like, wait a minute. <laughs> quite a bit of an age difference here. <laughs> but what are you trying to say? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think for her as well, you know, tying back to physical appearance, I think it has been a little bit hard on her as somebody who was and is, she still is beautiful. I mean, I'm talking about the outside the physical yeah. appearance purely yeah. because her, her soul is stunning. Um, but I think it has been a little bit Difficult, certainly in the society that we live, where women are judged very much on their physical appearance, yeah. on their weight, um, yeah. on how they dress. All of those things factor factor in. So, aging for women is one of those hot topics. Yeah, it is. You know, I when you were talking, I this thought popped up in my mind about how, you know, my husband and I had um, had our son later in life than most people do. Mm, mm. So when he was in elementary school, I remember taking him to elementary school and I was either thinking, I was thinking either people think I look really great for my age or they think I look really terrible for my age because they would think that I was a lot younger because I would be more in the kind of like the age demographic of the typical mom taking her kid to school. So I used to kind of play with that thought, and I just had to get used to it. It was just, you know, it was just, it was thinking that I had because I was doing something a little bit out of, out of the norm. And, um, so, so what do we do? I mean, given that we're, we're living in a society, in a culture where we, where we know physical, physical attributions, physical appearance is very much judged. How do women, how do we, from maybe a coaching perspective or from a wise self perspective, how do we, what do we do with this, with all these thoughts that come in our head that we're not enough or, or we should be looking better or we should weigh a certain amount or what am I going to do with these wrinkles? I mean, you know, it's interesting because certainly the surgical industry Plastic surgery has has grown tremendously. Yeah. Um, and the other day, I happened upon a, a show on Netflix uh, that was all about plastic surgery in preparation. Believe it or not, for your wedding. So, so my. I thought, oh my gosh, this is so outside in. This is so much. Yeah. 
you know, I, I'm preparing for, quote unquote, the best day of my life, which already is a is an issue. Is an issue. Uh, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, but I have to look a certain way in order for it to be the best day of my life. And the things, the money and the things that the people were going through in order to achieve something for that day, I was so sad for them. I was so sad because I thought, wow, you've bought into the lie. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. And that lie is that something outside of you can make you feel a certain way. That the way you look can make you feel a certain way. Or if you only achieve this one thing, it will make you feel a certain way. Um, And it's so false because the only thing that can make you feel something is your thinking in the moment. That's it. That's right. Yeah, and that's where clients get tripped up so much, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they think if um, if I get this, if I make this transition and create this, you know, new business or this new job or... Or um, if I, if I have, well, this even ex- extends to if I have different thinking, if mm. I have better thinking, right? Then that's all the betterment piece. Like mm-hmm. that's the self improvement piece. Yeah, could cognitive it's not, behavior therapy. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not so different from the. You know, if I buy a new dress, if I have cosmetic surgery, if mm-hmm. I have more money, piece. Mm-hmm. But it. It's if I have better thinking, right. it's all part of an improvement and it, it's external. That piece, that idea of having better thinking is really coming from the fact that you think that there's something wrong with the think, thinking that you have. Right. 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 And we just have thinking yeah. and lots of it. That's yeah, like that's, a sea. Yeah. It's like, an, you know, we're navigating in this big sea of, of thinking. And sometimes it's going to seem like an outside-in world. And then sometimes you're going to realize, oh, oh, this is coming from inside. And that's where things really feel better, right? Yeah. When we can kind of drop into that place of feeling good for no reason. I love that. And quite often we're not even conscious that we're feeling good. We're just there. And then we have this yeah. glimpse of, oh, my gosh, this – I. I feel light. I feel at peace. I I feel connected. Yeah. And when you get to tap in there, it's absolutely magical. And it doesn't have to be in an external place, like um, no. like vacation. No. Yeah. Have you ever gone on vacation? I have. Um, where I I went on vacation, I was in a really bad state of mind. Mm. I was worried that. I was pregnant, and I had just started a new job, and we thought we'd go on vacation before the new job. And so um, what happened? The entire time, I was... I was just possessed by, oh, my God, what is this going to mean? You know, how would I negotiate this? I just made a change to a mm. new job. How would they take it if that was happening? As it turned out, I wasn't, but I ruined the vacation with this worry and fear, and it was totally made up. Yeah. So it didn't have to do with the vacation, yeah. and no. that's what sometimes people think. If I... If I go on vacation, right, mm-hmm. if I do this external thing, then I'll feel better. Yeah. That it's it's caused by the outside. So back to what we were saying about um, being, feeling good for no reason. Yeah. The more that you realize, oh, that's just coming up. I mean, yeah. you could just be 
sitting somewhere or you could be washing the dishes mm-hmm. and realize, oh, I feel good for yeah. no reason. Yeah. You know what the interesting thing is with, with say, for example, say we're dealing with something with weight. We, we think we yeah. need to lose weight or, you know, we're not the perfect size. What we'll notice, and certainly as coaches, what we see is somebody can lose the weight, but they're still stuck with their habitual thinking. Yeah. Which goes to show it wasn't the weight yeah. that was causing the suffering. It's the thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not the vacation that no. changes the thinking. No. It's not the, the weight loss that, that changes how you feel about, how, how you feel about yourself yeah. and how you experience it. And, yeah. the, and what you mentioned before when we talked about the cognitive behavior therapy, changing yeah. your thought, finding a better feeling thought. I mean, those are all tools, te- tra- uh, techniques, strategies that a lot of traditional coaching yeah. points to. And, and you know, sometimes they work. Yeah, they it's not harmful. Work. No, it's, yeah, not, it's harmful, not harmful. But it adds a lot of thinking. And yeah. the thing is with those strategies is they're not sustainable and they're not consistent right. because you'll notice sometimes they work, but then sometimes they don't. Yeah. So what gives? Why aren't they working all the time? Yeah. And, and what I noticed with that was it was a heck of a lot of work. It was this constant awareness of my thinking and trying to manage my thinking. Yeah. Self-improvement. And it's exhausting. Yeah. Have because better then you're, thinking. You're so self-obsessed. Yes. You are yeah. so self-obsessed yeah. that you, you forget to look out and live life. Yeah. Because that's all you're thinking about then. And, and the extreme of that is anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Endlessly thinking about your thinking. Right. Judging it, thinking that you need different, better thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, this is where people can get tripped up a little bit because they they may be hearing what we're saying and they're saying, okay, but then what do I do yeah, what with do I all do? this thinking? Yeah. Like, this is how I feel. This is legit. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I, I'm suffering right now. So you're telling me not to try to manage my thinking. Don't try to, what's, is there an answer? What do we do? It's kind of an analogy for this is, is looking upstream. So instead of looking at the thinking, you look at the fact that you are thinking, that Mm. you are a thinking being, and that through your thinking, you create your reality. But it's it's not what you're thinking. It's the fact that you're thinking that's creating the suffering. And when you realize that, you go upstream and see the source of your suffering, the true source which is just thought in the moment, yeah. you get an insight or realization that it's all made up. Yeah. It doesn't have to feel and look real. Yeah, I like that you said hopefully, you know, which leads to hopefulness. Mm-hmm. That we don't, the hopefulness comes from a deeper connection um, when you see that you're not really the product of your thinking, that you're the thinker. You get to be the thinker, you know. The thinker gets to be the creator. Yeah. And so it's, as you said, it's that you think that's really important. It's not what you think. We're all thinking. And as I was saying earlier, we're just navigating in a sea of thought. What we pay attention to expands and kind of starts to create a, a, a universe of, of focus for us. And when we ease away... And we just notice, oh, we're the thinker. 
Look at that. I don't have to have those thoughts about, I can, I can have those thoughts about my aging. I can have those thoughts about how I don't look as great as I did, you know, 20 years ago mm-hmm. or even 10. 20 in my case is more operable, Two. but <laughs> yes, yeah. it's happening fast. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see everything yeah. with a kind of fresh eyes. I love that looking upstream because you're looking beyond, you're looking beyond what you can already see. Mm-hmm. And I think for most of us that already see piece, mm-hmm. that's, that's the one where we get lost in kind of the content and we really start kind of delving in and, and, you know, deciding whether we like our content or not. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And then we just get trapped in a content world, which is back to, to what we were talking about before, where you get so focused on your content that you lose sight of the fact that you get to kind of like create the content. I mean, it's getting, it's getting created for you. You're not responsible for everything you think that would be, we would not want to point to that. No, no. This this dovetails into another podcast we did about the inner critic. Yeah. And the fact that we we can create these habits of thinking. I know I, I know people in my life that they have this habit of saying themselves, Oh, I'm so stupid. Mm. You know, anytime they do anything wrong, like, oh I'm so stupid. And it, it creates this mantra for them. Oh, it does. And they start living from that place as if it's true. Yeah. And it's just an off the cuff comment, but it seeps into your psychology and it it has an effect yeah. when you start believing that. And the same goes for how you feel about your appearance. And one of the things that I've noticed is, and maybe this is true for you, I think, it, I think it's true for everybody, but you know when you see um, photos of somebody who is not, I guess, not standard beautiful, yeah. but they're just smiling and you can see this light coming through their mm. eyes. Don't you think they're the most beautiful person? Oh, yeah. Here's a here's a beautiful example of that. Jane Goodall, oh, who's like in yes. her 80s. I love She's her. She's stunningly yeah. beautiful. Yep. And that she is lit from within. Yeah. 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 I mean, she was a very handsome woman, like when you see her... Younger years. Younger years. Mm-hmm. But she's... She's more beautiful now. Isn't she's, she? Yeah, she really is. Oh, I, I, yeah, and I'm always astounded that by that because this is why I mean it dovetails to the inner critic because yeah. we can look at that and we go, what beauty. You can just feel it. Yeah. And we see it in other people too all the time. And it reminds me of this, I don't know if it was a commercial or what it was, but they had this experiment where they had women, a few women sitting in a waiting room. Well, there were, I guess there were only two women at the time, two women sitting in the, in the waiting room. And they called one woman in and they had a sketch artist. So somebody who does criminal, you know, yeah. sketches. Um, and they had the woman describe herself. And so the sketch artist did the drawing of her. And then they excused her and then they asked the person who had been sitting with her for a good 20 minutes, asked her to come in. And then they asked her, can you describe the lady that was sitting next to you? And so she started describing the woman. And so they had these two sketch artist portraits and they put them side by side and they called the woman whose it was the sketch for, uh, they called her back in to show her the difference between the two 
pictures. It was striking. The one that she had described was not forgiving. Um, the one that the person had described of her, beautiful. Oh, isn't that wow? Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't see who we really are mm-hmm. because for most of us, that's a compilation of thinking about ourselves. Right. We don't really know who we really are, and when we take time to to look in that direction and see who we really are, not who we think we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, life starts to become lighter. And I was thinking back to Jane Goodall, too, and our, our both saying, you know, how much more, right, in our eyes, beautiful that she is, you mm-hmm. know, kind of blossomed in this, in this way in her, you know, looking gorgeous in her 80s, mm-hmm. that she, I don't know her, you know, I've read about her. But mm-hmm. I'm going to surmise that she spent most of her life not thinking about herself. I agree. That she spent out in the world really wanting to make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. So less thinking about herself and more thinking about what she can accomplish, how she can make the world a better place, how she can kind of be out in the world, you know, singing her song, dancing her dance, doing what she's here for, um, and less engagement in, you know, like those external things that we've been talking about. I think I have found this with clients is my clients have the most difficulty with this are the ones who are most engaged in repetitive thinking about themselves, aspects of themselves. Yeah. And um, really focused on self-improvement and sometimes to an extreme. Mm -hmm. And it can be difficult for them to actually get in touch with their inner wisdom. But I think what we know is a guarantee that when you start to see and get in touch with your deeper wisdom, Mm -hmm. that life becomes much lighter and um, you're more likely to be happy as you age and to age more beautifully. Yeah. And it's, it's about letting all the thought just fall away. Yeah. Because when it does, you suddenly have this, this clarity, and it's it's those moments we talked about earlier where it just seems magical. You just yeah. notice that you're present. Yeah. And life's beautiful. Yeah. And so many more things that are joyous show up for yeah. you. Absolutely. Yeah. They can't come in when you're too busy. No. And you can't ever get back those moments. No. And so the less that you try to do that, yeah. and the more that you're just in that present, neutral open to life place, the less you have thinking about yourself, including how old you are or how yeah. you look or how you feel, then, um, then the happier and more joyous and connected you're going to feel. And the more you're likely to look at, look like Jane Goodall I know. glowing from the inside at yes. 85 or whatever God. she is. <laughs> so, Or Helen Mirren. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, beautiful woman. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, been a pleasure. This is this is so much fun. I know. I think we're having too much fun. I think we are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's okay. So I think we'll come back. Okay. Okay. Wise Women Speak. Bye, Linda. Bye, Lana. You've been listening to Wise Women Speak. If you'd like to hear more, please go to wisewomenspeakpodcast.com or find us on iTunes. <laughs>